0: Good morning and welcome to Thursday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I wish it was Friday. There should be like a limit, you know, of uh, how many times you can get hit below the belt in a a single year. Because I think I've exceeded it. I I really do. It's been a a tough week here. Uh, One more day to go. Uh, What a day today is. Jay Powell. Uh, saying things that, quite honestly, we can cheer and, and we can applaud. Maybe we should, because really what he's saying today, and we'll get to it, is the banks are insolvent. I mean, I, that's what he's saying. I, I know that's, that's not what you're going to hear. And, and if you turn on the idiot box, they're going to say, oh, Jay Powell to the rescue! Everything they told us about economics and why it was that they could do better than the gold standard, Jay Powell today essentially said uh, is totally wrong. And and uh, it is we were going we will do whatever we can, however we can. Uh, I'm going to play you AllAmericanGold.com is the website. Today, there's two things. I'm going to play one of them. Normally, you know, and you know this. If you've listened to us for any length of time, you need to go to allamericagold.com every day. Because every day we got different, well, you know, Monday through Friday. We don't update it on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, we're putting up 10, 15 news articles, videos, so you can keep your education going. Uh, The show is only an hour. So there's no way I can talk about everything that's on there uh, in, in, in any given day. I may talk about one or two things. Today I'm going to play you a clip that's on the website, Daniel D. Martino Booth. She wrote the book Fed Up. Uh, if you guys remember that, I, I own that book. I've uh, read that book. Uh, she's an insider at the Federal Reserve. She was the one who told us about the MIT mafia, you know, a very, very knowledgeable woman uh, talking about. And, and I, I think sometimes... You need to hear it from somebody else. you know she may be she says it a little different than I do. And I know for some of you, a lot of us it's hard. this stuff is complicated. It, it's, I tried to dumb it down and make it as easy as possible for people to understand. but I'm gonna let you hear it from somebody else because that may help because let's face it what we're talking about uh, today. Very very complicated financial things that are happening uh, in the marketplace. If you don't know, if you're you're just joining us uh, for the first time and you don't know what J. Powell's on, we have the Jackson Hole meetings. Here's something interesting too, by the way. Normally, I could just watch it and listen to J. Powell talk, uh, but this this is a virtual Jackson Hole today, you know, because the coronavirus. I have no idea what he's saying. So all I can do is go by little snippets uh, of what the media wants you to hear. So it, it makes it a, a much more difficult. In the past, you know, they've got the, the news media is there, the cameras are rolling, and I get to hear everything. Uh, today that didn't happen. I, there's no way for me to watch it. Uh, and and so it's, it's very interesting. It's an interesting day. I'll get to it all. Uh, today is Thursday. It's jobless claims day. Uh, over a million again, and 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 I know that that we want to pretend that that everything's wonderful. This is not good. It, it was uh, the uh, twenty-two out of twenty-three or twenty-three out of twenty-four weeks now where we've exceeded the million-dollar um, or the million people mark. Uh, continuing claims came down we're still uh, 27 million in change you know last week we were at 28 million in change uh, of course on, on tv they tell you 14 and a half million i mean it's so ridiculous right uh, so i actually go out uh, the department of labor and statistics is the one that releases the data i go there and, and there's two numbers you need to add together uh, and, and I think I've done a good enough job explaining that. So uh, down, but still over 27 million uh, people filing uh, continuing claims again uh, weekly. The first-time claimers back above a million, gold and silver, have been on this. The ride today has been incredible. Uh, first, before Jay Powell started talking, you got the, the Cliff Notes. In other words, the, the the Federal Reserve releases a statement, which is kind of a synopsis of what Jay Powell's going to say before he says it. Gold went through the roof. Silver went through the roof. Uh, immediately uh, when Jay Powell started talking, right they they they've got to they've got to give you the appearance that this is a good thing, and and they hit it really really hard, but. Uh, gold health. Gold's been holding uh, above that nineteen hundred dollar level for, for two or three times. Did it again today. Uh, right now, gold is down about twelve dollars. Uh, but get ready. Right, I don't know where it's going to end. It's been huge. If you have, if you went to Kitco and saw the chart, you see this this huge spike up, this huge spike down. Uh, the amount of volume when I when I got here this morning, the the New York feed was going nuts. The, the the little blue lights were flashing so hard. Tons of trading. Here's what I think. Now, this is just my uh, guess on this. All the shorts got out today. Now, does that mean we're going to see gold skyrocketing? I think we're going to see this gradual climb back up to all-time record highs, and, and then we'll exceed those all-time record highs and keep on going uh, because of the action today of the Central Bank. Essentially saying we'll do whatever we can to keep people from knowing how bad and how insolvent the banks are. we got Daniel Martino Booth coming up next. Don't touch that dial. Take the Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. The virtual Jackson Hole Wyoming meeting today. Jay Powell announcing what they're calling—I'll tell you what—they're calling it. Okay, they're calling it uh, the inflation average. Yes, they're going to go to an average inflation, not a—you know—before they they did. Hey, the inflation target is two percent, right? That was uh, uh, Ben Bernanke, Janet Yellen, right? They they came up with this. They just made it up. Now. Remember, if you remember, if you've been a listener for at least the last 12 years, I told you then, and again, I I can be wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times. But I'm not wrong for very long. Eventually, I'll be proven right, and today was one of those days. I told you then. 2% Two percent's not going to be enough. They're going to erase it, and they're going to come up with a new number. Now they don't want to tell you that because that would make you upset. Oh, you know what? I mean, if we say two percent. Oh no, we we bet three percent. Oh three. I mean four percent. No, they. So instead, and you got listen. These guys, they're smart people. They understand that. They have now switched to average inflation targeting. Yes! Give them a whole of a yes. All right! Yeah! That's so much better! Right? What does that mean? Average inflation targeting. Well, simply put, hey, we've been so far under 2% that now we can go way over 2%, see? And then we'll just average it, and it'll be okay! So essentially, the central bank, in my opinion, just said today, we're never raising rates. Uh, We're not raising rates for at least another decade, and maybe longer. But don't take my word for it. Now, this interview happened that we're going to play you today with Daniel D. Martino Booth. This happened before the announcement. So this gives her a lot of credibility because she knew what was happening. And and maybe she can put it in a term, maybe it'll be a little easier for some of you to understand. So we don't play a lot of clips here, uh, but we're going to do it today. Jason, uh, play Daniel DiMartino Booth.
1: Anyway, Daniel DiMartino Booth, uh, thanks for joining us today on USAWatchdog.com.
2: It's been some time. It's great to be back.
1: Yeah, it's been about a year. But I, but uh, listen, uh, lots of uh, Fed news. Uh, you were, of course, the the uh, Federal Reserve uh, right hand person for uh, Richard Fisher in at the Dallas Fed. You are a published author. This is a very popular book, Fed Up, uh, uh, and uh, you have your Quill Intelligence Service, and you've won a lot of awards on this. But let's talk about the Fed. Uh, the Fed has doubled its balance sheet from three point seven trillion in what, September of two thousand nineteen. Uh, and now it's well over $7 trillion. What's going on with the Fed's balance sheet? I don't know if they're ever going to be able to shrink that again, are they?
2: Well, they tried to shrink it once. And how did that work out for them? So they've, uh, they've, they've certainly been doing their, their level best at monetizing the debt. Uh, thank heavens they can't actually step up to actual U.S. Treasury auctions and buy directly from the government. But uh, but they have been able to give the biggest banks on Wall Street, uh, a lot of extra nice business since uh, we, we've had the coronavirus hit because they're able to go out and buy trillions of dollars in securities in in, in the open market, again, through big investment banks. Jason,
1: stop, right there. Are stop we, it right there. I mean, you th- could, th- please.
0: Th- a- so just think about what she just said. Hey, the Federal Reserve, they can't go to the Treasury auction and just buy it from the government itself because see that doesn't help the banks what daniel D. Martino booth just said listen they're monetizing like crazy and the the federal reserve is actually paying the banks to get rid of all their crap yep that's right because it's not just treasuries they're buying they're buying mortgages they're buying commercial real estate i mean they're buying everything and the banks get to pawn it off on them and get to rake in a commission. Isn't life wonderful? But they have to listen. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that's horrible. I mean, it's bull, but it's not horrible because let's face it. Here's the reality: if the Fed wasn't doing it, the money in the bank would be worthless right now because the banks are insolvent. I keep trying to tell you that, and this is another. Here's a, she's just t- she just told you. you Go to on, keep playing.
1: The meeting up in September, which is going to be a key meeting, like it's the last meeting of the fiscal year, the fiscal year for the U.S. government.
2: Well, it's it's September 16th. It's the last one before the election, most importantly.
1: Uh, uh, It seems like going to press the inflation button. They're talking about having we're going to go above the 2 percent rate. And it doesn't look like they're going to be raising rates anytime soon to fight any kind of inflation. What's going on with that? What does that mean to the man on to the man on the street?
2: Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at market pricing that suggests that we're going to have rates at the zero bound, rates at 0% until 2024. So all you baby boomers out there, get the ready to keep now. working because you're not going to make any money on your savings for a very long time. Uh, and, and as far as what they do in September, it will be entertaining if they say that they can run inflation hot. But since the metric that they use for inflation by design understates it using Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement rates to input their health the, the care inflation. That's not what you pay, that's not what I pay for your, for your health insurance, for your health care costs. They constantly and systematically understate housing costs, which are the highest expense for any American family. So highly disingenuous for Fed policymakers to say, we're gonna let inflation run hot, we're gonna let it run above 2% when they haven't been able to hit 2% with a two by four.
0: Jason, hold it uh, right uh, there. In the so, world. so, again, think about what I've been telling you about inflation. Daniel Dean Martino Booth just said, listen, they're lying like crazy. Using Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement to claim that's the inflation rate for health care, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Then, of course, housing, right, completely disingenuous. They minim- They make it seem like housing is minuscule in anybody's budget. And, and completely disingenuous. And now they're saying, listen, we want inflation to get even hotter. Uh, it scares me to death. I mean, absolutely. It's terrifying. Uh, but, again, this is what happens when you leave the money changers in charge. And remember what I told you yesterday. They've got to do it. Because the banks, they've got, tri- now, and I'm not talking, you know, 5 billion. They got billions and tens and tens of billions of dollars of derivatives that are completely worthless. They need the inflation. And and again, remember, if what, their metric that they use, think about the metric that they use, right? Can't even get with, to 2%, but we know how hot it is for us. Imagine now they're going to try to figure out a way to get that thing to 3. How bad is the inflation really going to be for us if that thing, if, let's just say they get inflation to double on their metrics. How bad is it going to be for everybody else? That's what she's trying to let you know. Hey, this is a scary, scary thing they're trying to do. And of course, she talked about, hey, no rates till twenty twenty four. After today's announcement, forget about it. Anybody, you're not, you're not going to make any money on your savings for decades now. That, I mean, they just basically said anybody who saved their money, you're a fool. You're never going to get. Uh, money, uh, uh, you know, used to be put money in the bank, buy a bond, buy a CD, something like that, get five, six, seven, eight percent of your money. That's gone, and, and it's going to be gone for a long, long time. And my guess is uh, until the money changes over, at least that. Keep going, Jason. The world are they are they going to be hitting more inflation, though, in the real
1: world then? I mean, because you're saying the metrics are all kind of skewed to not show inflation. But in the real world where you have to you know pay for health care and housing and whatever, is inflation going to be running much hotter in your estimation?
2: I think right now we're going to have to wait and see what happens with the coronavirus, what happens with the job market. We are seeing permanent inflation increasing and we have started to see a, another uptick in initial jobless claims these are not the kinds of economic data that you want to see if you want to be able to talk about companies having pricing power and companies having pricing power is all about whether it's a rental whether it's whether whether you're you're a tenant and 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 your landlord is trying to raise rent or whether you're in the grocery store and looking at buying beef over chicken if you don't have sufficient income to pay higher prices you simply don't and inflation ends up not being the specter that it threatens to be that being said we do have inflation where it is not measured and that is in asset prices and in hu- housing prices but boy we've read this book before
1: what do you think of when you say they're just going to be entertaining the fed meeting um what are they what are they trying to accomplish here i mean Oh, well,
2: now you're asking why they want to say that they want for inflation to run hot, even though they can't accomplish that. Any Anything that they can do to keep the printing presses running, any cover that they can try and create, any type of narrative that they can paint for the, the, the public that allows them justification to go from four and a half trillion to seven trillion and now... Obviously if you say we're going to let inflation run hot, we haven't been able to hit 2%, but we'll be able to we'll, we'll be able to keep printing even if it's 3%. The Fed is looking for cover to continue its constant quantitative easing campaign and if technically it says we're in, we're going to let inflation run hot, then it's got that covered that it's looking for. It is always about lower for longer. It is always about keeping the printing press running 24/7. Um
1: where do you think this is going to end up in terms of, um, uh, you know, if, if the if, is the is the market going to be able to hold up? I mean, you have if you if they, somebody was saying if you took the FANG stocks out of the market, then S and P would be way down uh, from where it was. Um, is it all about the market? Can they keep this this thing levitating with all this printed money?
2: Well, they certainly do seem to be able to keep the major indices uh, at all time highs at all times. And you are right. The concentration of the seven largest stocks is now $8 trillion. That is larger than most countries, by the way, uh, many countries. And uh, you are right that without them, the S&P 500, the broadest benchmark stock index in the country, without those largest stocks, then we would have a down year in the stock market as to whether or not they can keep this facade going, that they can keep this mirage alive. And what, what they are doing also is, is keeping the bond market open, the corporate bond market open for the biggest and the best. This is the haves and the have nots of credit. If you're a small, mid-sized company, good luck very difficult to find credit if you're the biggest companies in, in America you've got access to publicly uh, the, to the public markets the bond market to the to the open syndicated leveraged loan market you don't even need to have profits you can just get as much money as you want to keep going so it wow. is as bifurcated as it comes it is certainly not American the way we would think it is. And uh, you know there has not been enough discussion devoted to the fact that monetary policy at the Federal Reserve has done a bang-up job of keeping the largest companies going while we've watched a lot of mom and pops that ran great businesses and were solvent and just needed a liquidity bridge go by the wayside. This has been a tremendous right there. fiscal right and monetary...
0: So think about this. Here you go again. Same thing that we've been talking about, right? Think about this the fake the, sites. The really take the, the seven stocks that I've told you about in the S P five hundred now worth eight trillion dollars. There's only two countries in the world with a GDP of over eight trillion the United States and China. That's it. The third best GDP in the world uh, is Japan at about five trillion. So this is this is it. Uh, you think about today. There was news today that Microsoft or yeah, Microsoft and Walmart are going to buy TikTok, right? I mean, we may, they may be down. At, with the way this thing is going to play out, we're going to end up with maybe thirty countries, and they own everything, and everybody else is going to be SOL. And this is exactly what I've been telling you about. And, and again, the only way this happens is right the federal reserve is essentially saying hey we're picking the winners here and it's not you i keep trying to tell you that it's not us we're not winning right apple wins microsoft wins right tesla wins right uh, uh, alphabet google if you will they win right They're, everybody else you lose nature radio news hour We'll be back with more. We'll, we'll finish up with Daniel D. Di- DiMartino booth right after this. No, sir. Yes, ma'am, back. Welcome back, Picture Radio News Hour. Man, this has been working great. I was a little worried, you know, starting and stopping. I'm in Arizona, uh, up there in the mothership, and I man, I was like, man, Jason's doing a bang-up job. Come to find out Jason isn't doing it. Uh, we got Jack in there. Uh, Jack is our, our latest addition to the radio station already paying dividends. Uh Jack, let's let's keep going. Hit Daniel DiMartino booth. failing. What do you what should they do? What what should what
1: should Donald Trump do if he's listening to this interview right now?
2: Oh, I'm not so sure. that I'm not so sure it's on, on Donald Trump, even though I think that there was a lot of confusion caused by some of the memorandums that he signed that have not been taken up by a lot of the states. And you are starting to see evictions across the country. I don't know of any politician who thinks evictions make for good objects, but that's we that's what we've got with 60 some odd days before the election. What I do have to say is that Congress has not done its job coming together and finding a way to compromise and cross the aisle. I, I realize these are Foreign ideas that have been outside the beltway for far too long, but we definitely needed a a second stimulus package, and it needed to be better designed to help out small businesses in America because the first time did not work.
1: Talk about that! I mean, it looks like uh, all the money went to the to the big companies and people that didn't shouldn't get it, and there are people, you know, universities. I mean, I think Harvard or some of the some of the big universities got money they shouldn't have got. Tell me uh, who didn't get the money and why they need it now.
2: Well, look, U.S. small businesses are not necessarily of an identical kind. If you've got a restaurant, for example, restaurants that have been in business in this country for three and four generations, if you have a restaurant that has to close because of a mandatory shutdown, which can be understandable in the midst of a pandemic, you can't quite identify because the Chinese haven't given you data to make learned decisions. So if you do happen to have a shutdown and then when you do reopen, you say, well, we can only have 25% capacity to this restaurant owner. What are they supposed to do if the paycheck protection loan that they were given requires that 75% of the loan proceeds covers employment costs. And they're not allowed to bring their employments back because of capacity constraints. So the loan should have been made for longer periods of time. They should have been better thought out. They should have covered more of the overhead and expense associated with staying closed until they were able to open and truly bring their staff back online.
1: Do you think that uh, that these job losses are going to be permanent? We've had 55, 56 million people file for unemployment claims. I mean, some people have gone back to work, but it's a stunning amount. It's Great Depression-level stuff. Uh, do you think this is going to be permanent uh, job losses or at least semi-permanent? So
2: goldman sachs came out with a report just a few days ago that said that they anticipated that of all of the job losses thus far they think at least a quarter of these will be permanent in nature stretching out through the end of 2021 i don't see a way to deny that because you're watching layoffs begin to creep up the income ladder the longer you have demand destruction the longer you have Americans afraid to travel unless they're taking to the open roads in their cars and their RVs, which is certainly how my family has handled the pandemic. We, we, we've driven instead of flown. But as long as you have this type of damage and business travel having been eviscerated, you are going to see permanent damage in the economy. You will see entire hotel chains closed down and those jobs that are very high intensity labor jobs be lost for good in many cases.
1: You think that the eviction is going to be part of the the eviction phenomenon wave or whatever you want to call it is going to be part of the permanent damage?
2: You know, I, I, I think that there will be permanent damage to the housing market. Uh, when you keep interest rates at artificially repressed low levels, as the Federal Reserve has done uh, for the past 12 years or so, if you're Joe Q, apartment developer or a home builder, you're only building luxury homes in order to make your margins work and make your shareholders happy. Well, that doesn't work. And what it's done is it's pushed unprecedented millions of Americans into rental, into the rental pool and rental units that they could not afford unless they lived two hours away from their middle, middle income or low income Paying job, and now what we're seeing on the on the flip side of it is evictions. Uh, you know, it's 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 not very often that I you you know me. I don't play politics at all, but I did see one little line item on Biden's tax proposal that I actually appreciate, and that is that. That is that lower income Americans should be given some kind of a tax break in order to become a homeowner. A little bit of help with that down payment so that you're actually in a home building a community, paying towards a mortgage as opposed to just, excuse my French, pissing money into the wind month in and month out on, on over the market overpriced rent.
0: you So just think about all the things she just said right she talked about hey there was horribly designed of course no one thought the the virus it was supposed to be just a quick shutdown we're gonna shut down real quick be re-back open right And, and and don't fire anybody right that was the original uh part of the loan and and now now we find out hey guess what this thing's gonna take a lot longer a lot, lot longer. And now they're like, hey, you need to redesign. Congress needs to act. Unemployment's going to be higher for a lot, lot longer. And, and so now you're really starting to see, wait a minute, how is all of this going to work? Right? You know, she talked about what Goldman was saying. You know, we're still having a million people a, a week file for unemployment claims every week. And of course, the Senate, they're gone, right? They they, they forget, you know what? We we bail out the people we wanted to bail out. Jay Paul's got that done for us, right? The big guys are happy. The rich guys are happy. The guys that donate to our campaigns, they're happy. Started talking about evictions, right? And, And talking about. Uh, whether it be restaurants or hotels, airlines. By the way, airlines out threatening again. This is going to get ugly. Uh, the airlines come October 1. You know, we, we could see uh, another. This is going to prolong how many weeks we're going to get, well over a million, uh, if this continues. And so far, nothing, not, nothing I've seen from Congress whatsoever shows me that they actually understand what the problem is. And you know what? I'll use what Jim Cramer said. Jim Cramer said said it uh, last week, I think. Hey, unless there's a huge Wall Street c- cr- crash, they don't think they need to act. And I'll say this. I don't want to believe it, but I do. I don't want it to be true, but this is what I believe. The Democrats don't want to give uh, any money to anybody because they think it's going to help them win the election. Get evicted. Hey, if you get evicted, you probably won't vote for Donald Trump. If you lose your business, hey, you probably won't vote for Donald Trump. Uh, I don't think that's going to work. Just like I don't think letting all this rioting and all this happen, I think people are sick and tired. I can tell you right now in America, most of us are sick and tired of it. Get the police out there and get this stuff under control, period. We want law and order. You know how I know? Rudy Giuliani, a a Republican, won the mayor of New York... Multiple times on one premise. I'm going to bring law and order to New York City, and that's exactly what America wants. When we get back, we're going to finish with Daniel D. Martino booth eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The virtual Jackson Hole meeting going on right now, and Jay Powell. Uh, we got a new term. Yeah, a new tool in the toolkit. The average inflation targeting essentially forget about that two, you know that two percent number. Yeah, we erase that. We need it to be higher. I told you, and I said it twelve years ago. They're not going to make it lower. It's going to go higher. And guess what? It's not enough. And and the next time it's got to go higher again and higher again and higher again. Because again, this is it this is the end. We're in the cycle, the end of the cycle of the dollar uh, and, and we're gonna have the crisis. we all see I mean it's so obvious I mean how could we have I forget what was there are seven companies now that added up together are the third largest country in the world in market cap. I mean come on right And, and again, at, at whose expense? Remember, I, I talk about how the banks, there's less and less banks every single year. And, and really, you take the top 10 banks and it's 90 some odd percent of all the deposits, right? And the FDIC, they don't have any money for that. Are you kidding me? You're kidding yourself. Now look at the company. Same thing. This is another blow. The devastation to mom and pops Would wait till next year. Wait till 2021. You're going to see the devastation of the mom and pops. It's going to be huge there, You know, everyone's talking about, what is it going to be 20%, 30%, 40%? Who knows? It's going to be a horribly large number, gone forever, replaced by, you know, mega companies. That's it. It's going to be less. And the ability to open a business. What are you telling every business owner in America right now? Hey, don't do it. That's what you're saying. saying, Don't do it because, hey, we can just shut you down. I mean, we've never done that before. Uh, now, once you've done it once, you'll do it again. Absolutely. Look at the lawlessness. Imagine it, it when Trump wins re-election. How bad the lawlessness is going to be? You think cities are burning now? Uh, wait till a Trump win. It'll be it'll be off the charts. Uh, that's just that's just what I believe. Uh, let's go back though. We're almost done here. I think sometimes it's beneficial for you to hear it from somebody else. She says it a little differently than I do, and maybe that'll help some of you kind of understand what's happening here. Let's go back. Uh, to Daniel D. Martino, Booth.
1: I I, I I have to talk about gold. I mean, gold's uh, hit new all-time highs. It's still just about at new all-time highs. It's come off from two thousand and change down to nineteen, little over nineteen hundred. Silver's a little over twenty-six. Big moves in gold and silver. Why?
2: Well, so silver is, is is speculators gold, if you will. Silver is where you wanna go if you wanna have fun in precious metals. Gold is where you keep the bulk of your holdings if you know that they're going to be around for a long time. So, um, So the reason I think you've seen as much interest as you have in gold comes down to something very simple. We are at a speculative ball right now, whether you're talking about junk bonds or the stock market, everything's gone completely haywire. And what we've seen in the past is if you need protection for your portfolio at a time when speculation is running rampant, when things do, when the peanut butter does hit the fan, so to speak, gold is the one place that investors are able to find the protection that they need.
1: Um. What do you think about uh, the Fed balance sheet? I mean, you're, you're a former Fed watcher. You have to be freaking out. And you're thinking, wow, they got it down to $3.7 trillion before the repo crisis in September. And then it's seven-something. Rickards, Jim Rickards is saying it, well, maybe it's going to be 10 or 12. Uh, other people, Noby Prince is saying it could be 10. or uh, They're telling us it's going to be 10 or 12. I mean, what do you think and about that?
2: And, and, and what they're, does that mean? Adam- they're adamantly saying that they're willing to blow up the balance sheet to whatever it needs to be, whatever it takes. And that's kind of frightening to hear. And yet, if nobody gets in their way, if nobody stops them, truly, what is to stop them?
1: And what does that mean, though? I mean, if, they're, if, if what, so for, for the guy listening to this at home uh, who's got his $50,000 a year job going, what, what does this mean to my family if Fed's going to, you know, blow their balance sheet up? Is, does, is that signaling big inflation, which is maybe the reason why gold and silver are also taking off, that big money is smelling, woo, the bonds may be no good, the money may be, it may be, pay me a confetti. I mean, right?
2: Well, that could certainly be the case. And if we decide to completely crawl way off the reservation and print money to go let's say let's say we're going to go from 25 to 50 trillion overnight. We're, we're going to implement uh, a modern monetary theory in full. We're going to have uh, we're, we're going to have Medicare and Medicaid for all. We're not going to worry about what any of it costs, college tuition, you name it, and a pony on top of it. If we're going to blow up our, our national debt to that level then I think that we will have inflationary pressures. I think that we will have foreign investors who say, this is enough for me, I'm stepping back. But for the moment, because of the economic damage right now that is unfolding in the U.S. economy, I think that the first impulse is going to be that of deflation. But that doesn't matter. Gold outperforms in deflationary environments as long as there is sufficient anxiety and disruption potential in the financial markets. That's what makes gold the perfect hedge, regardless of whether or not you foresee deflation inflation or inflation further out on the horizon
0: thank you Jack thank you bud so and, and very well said it doesn't matter right now they have cover because of the crisis go ahead and blow up the balance sheet you see Wall Street's applauding it because they're 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 thinking deflation. Right? And again, remember, that's what the textbook would tell you. Hey, 28 million people, 27, 28 million people on continuing jobless claims, a million people a week filing for new claims. Uh, nobody's paying their mortgage. People aren't paying their rents. The evictions are coming. Commercial real estate is crashing. Right? And, and that could be, you know, that's normally deflationary. And they're going to pl- print until it's inflationary. And Daniel Martino Booth kind of said, hey, listen, they've got cover until the crisis is over. And then once the crisis is over, the foreigners are going to say thanks, but no thanks. And then that's when you get rising rates, even if you don't want them, right? That's, the, that's when you start talking about $20,000 gold. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Don't touch that up. 800 9510592 The dollar is unchanged. Right at 93, 93.0. Uh, gold's down 20. The Dow, which was up like 300 points, is now ready to go negative. The S&P is negative. The Nasdaq's negative. Uh, I, I Crazy day. Everybody's trying to figure out, uh, and I think they are slowly but surely they're going to figure out. Wait a minute, right? Wait a minute. What, what what are we doing here? How big, you know, is that Fed balance sheet going to be? Uh, it's like ten, twelve trillion. That's peanuts. Daniel DiMartino Martino, Booth, I mean, you heard her say it: twenty-five, fifty trillion. We're going to get to that point. Where you know you got to pay for everything. Listen, if you have, I'm sorry, but if you got 30 million people not working, we're gonna pay for it, right? I mean, right? No one has to pay. Look at all the things, all the moratoriums from student loans to evictions and all this stuff. Uh, Nothing out of Congress. Uh, How about this? I got, I got to just bring it up. Nancy Pelosi. I don't think there should be any debates. Yep. Now, you know, forget about it. Great, I, I would agree. I don't think the Democrats want to debate. Uh, you can't trust Biden. She called them an exercise in skullduggery. Now, I had, I'm had i not going to lie to you. I had to look that up. Uh, I, I didn't know what it meant. Apparently, debates are now underhanded or unscute, unscrupulous behavior. Yep, that's what happens when you debate, according to Nancy Pelosi. You know, uh... Synonyms, trickery, swindling, fraudulent, double dealing—yes, all these things. See, again, uh, this is this is what they want. They don't want democracy, and and quite honestly, I don't know. It may already be too late. I mean, uh, we've got a large portion of the population that don't want law and order. Somehow, police are police are horrible enemies. You know, used to be when you were a kid, right? I want to be a. Uh, A policeman, a firefighter, right? Now, now how horrible that would be. You're such a terrible person. But that's how it works. That's how it starts, right? This is how you end up in socialist countries and all of those things that everybody on on a handout from the government. And Jay Powell today said, guess what? The central bank, we're not going to stand in your way. We're going to help. Yep, we're going to help. Uh, and we're gonna get, we're gonna be end up with a handful of mega companies, uh, small business. I'm just telling you, small business is gonna take a massive beating from this. Whether it's twenty percent or thirty percent or forty percent that close, they're closing. They're not gonna be able to compete. And my my fear is, right, as this inflation thing, right, it puts them out of business. If if the shutdown didn't put them out of business, the inflation will. Then we're going to be left with uh, just the 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 mega corporations, kind of like in the banking industry, right? You're left with the mega banks. How did the mega banks do on the PPP? Right? Remember, don't forget, horrendous, right? What did they do? Yeah, we're going to give it to the big guys. We're going to help our buddies. All you small business guys, you got to go looking somewhere else. I did. I went. I, I think. Thankfully, my brother's wife is a, is a manager at a, a small bank that I went and got my because she could get it done for me. The bank that I bank at, they couldn't do, they couldn't help me. Crazy! What a week, man! Right, one more day, guys. One more day. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back for a final show tomorrow.